if you've watched Seinfeld, you know what that's about. Um, but uh, Max, any, any, because we haven't gone to you, anything you want to say to Fergus and Steve before they ship out and we bring we in Mike? Clean. Back it's in morning lab? time in the UK. I just wanted to say for a start that Fergus looks unseasonally tanned, and he must be doing really well in the in the used car trade, whatever the fuck it is that Fergus used does. Because he's obviously <laughs> I'm not a used car. Used car. <laughs> I work in financial. I work in financial services. Yeah, you, work, you, work whatever, you work in whatever I say you work in, Fergus. And yeah. for Steve, there is never any excuse for half and half scarves, especially when yeah. you're dancing around your bedroom naked with it I've sort of never, sweetly never draped across naked. your teeth. And it was it wasn't in my bedroom. No, I don't I do that image naked, again. <laughs> and it wasn't the half and half. So you're triply wrong. <laughs> but well, if, if I remember correctly from those very early Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast, Fergus, where that story came up, I was never ever ever sober, even marginally. No, sober. That, that's, that's why. I don't that's think why you, you, you were born pissed. Me. I was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I I get the I get the. Uh, I get the um, the hatred towards half and half scarves, but I'm I'm sticking by my reasoning. And look, look, when you have when you it. have a blood relative, a, a, a you know a family member who played for the club, I will. And and yet you're not them full through and through. You still you still prefer Arsenal. I, I think that's the one situation Arsenal, where we can. Yeah, I know Max Arsenal, won't agree, but Arsenal but you can have you can, you can allow it. Yeah, I don't even like it when players don't celebrate goals when they played for you in the past, that pisses me off. Like you play for a different club now, like you signed elsewhere, celebrate your goal. You scored a goal, son. So, so you know, people you, you don't celebrate goals, they buy half and half scarves. <laughs> you appreciated Adebayor then, that that, that, that that meant a lot to you as a, as a person. <laughs> Love it. All right. So uh, also joining us for this, for this crossover moment of, of pure joy is, uh, is, is Mike Scunny. Um, from Scun Scunny from Scunthorpe, uh, Norfolk. I'm Potomac from Potomac Falls, uh, but uh, Mike and Max have a uh, a podcast called Ars Bros. I try to find them on Twitter, and they're constantly suspended, so I don't I don't uh, I don't even bother anymore. Mike's managed to stay off, but Max, how many Twitter you and 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 Wayne Dinklage uh, are the two people who I think have Wayne just... Dinklage. Yes. That's Wayne, VV, uh, VV Club, Vintage Remontada. I mean, he's had 91 different Twitter accounts, uh, although Twitter's not supposed to know that. But uh, but other than that, oh, Max, yeah. you're, the, you're the man at, at getting uh, accounts suspended. Yeah, well, it's not my fault. It's yeah, Tim Sherwood's fault. It's Tim Sherwood's <laughs> fault. Because you know, every, one of, Tim Sherwood's fault. every one of my suspensions, Mike, have been abusing Tim Sherwood. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's I'm definitely all fault. Like, does Jack Dorsey no from excuse. Twitter like like is he a Tim Sherwood fan? Is that? Ba- I mean, have you found his weak his kryptonite? I don't. It's know, like man. you and a couple of congressmen and, and women from over here that are like putting out you know bullshit about masks and stuff. Like that, those are the people that you're that, that they're worrying about. Max from Australia and and a bunch of people who are threatening lives uh, over here. So, really, I wonder. I wonder if I wonder if Mossad are tracking him. If who? Mossad are tracking Max. Oh, the Mossad. Fuck Mossad, your next door neighbor. <laughs> is that the uh, proven. Is that the intelligence service? <laughs> the uh, 
yeah, yeah. They've got they've they put a satellite over over over. I don't know where is it, Brighton or Rich, Richmond? Uh, the just, the four mate, bar in. If there's a satellite over anywhere, mate, they're trying to find all those places in Essex with the sunbeds, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use a sunbed. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> how warm and sunny it's been lately, but that's not. I mean, that's that's not real. You're looking distinctively red, Fergus. To be fair, mate, I, I was in the Olympic Park all day yesterday drinking craft beer, so that's that's why I'm a little bit red. <laughs> Sorry, I was at a meeting. That, that makes more sense than it being sun. Really quick, because I've kind of I've forgotten about this over yep. the last four hours, but I want I want to try to get Fergus your your top four, your bottom three, and where you think Arsenal will finish this year. Real, real I heard quick. you doing this last night. Uh, the bottom three was the difficult one. The top four, I think, is pretty straightforward. Chelsea, Man City to fight it out for the top. Um, and then um, Liverpool and Man United in the top four. Unfortunately, I don't think Arsenal have done enough in this window uh, for us to... I think if we can get into the top six, we'll have made some progression. Uh, to go down, um, Palace, I think, may struggle this season. Um, I thought Burnley, but Sean Dyche seemed to have some sort of Teflon that keeps him up. Um, so so uh, I would go uh, Palace... Um, Brentford and possibly Norwich because Norwich are going to be the new West Brom and boing boing uh, and and make the money by going up and down each time and it seems yeah. to be you know it, it's a good tactic it can work a lot of people uh, make money by going up and down a lot I mean it, it, it's a popular thing they they uh, they have a lot of them in Las Vegas um, and in I didn't make enough that's why I now drive taxis yeah, yeah in, and in Thanet but and Arsenal's final position Besides uh, reverse uh, cowgirl, uh, <laughs> I, I was just thinking. I, I just think that Stephen taxis. I'm, I'm sure I've seen something about fake taxis. <laughs> fake taxis. No, it's real. It's real. It's a real taxi. Um, <laughs> Although, cool uh, fact. Uh, cool fact. Uh, one of the one of the women that is a regular on fake taxi literally lives around here and is at the same gym. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah. I mean, when you walk through the reception at the gym and she stood there and you just think, well, I've seen all of you. That's a reason you want to tread in it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mates, there was a, there was a trip where, where uh, I, I was over with my friend Tom Rosenhammer and, um, and, and Joey Murphy. We were over in London and it was right at the middle, middle of Fake Taxi. And we were just, everywhere we went, we, were, we went to a Southampton game and we're just, we're just looking at all the businesses and we made them into like fake whatever the name of the business was and so <laughs> you know and, and and then there's a tagline to it so it was like fake holloway kebab you think you're going in there for a donor but you end up with a boner like 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 fake <laughs> fake, fake taxes uh, is the most hilarious stupid thing i've ever heard of in my life but it's uh you know so we tried to expand it into other industries and it didn't quite work but didn't um, quite work final position i will go for sixth that seems to be the consensus of most people in here, except for JJ Garcia, who last night predicted us to finish first. Um, so, Sophie and what said ten. At what time of the night was that? Uh, for him, on the, uh, he was only about ten o'clock at night. I think nine o'clock at night. Oh, he's very drunk then. He's an optimistic. So, uh, he's an optimistic man. Yeah, Soph said tenth. Yeah, Soph did say tenth. I, I don't see how we regress from last year, but but anyway, that's a, that's another conversation. Uh, Steve. We're going to give you Sebi's spot because I forgot to ask Sebi. So, uh, Steve, top four. All right. Top four, I think, is going to be Chelsea, City, 
<laughs> United. Janet also um, completed Pornhub, by the way. He told me that himself. So uh, I, yeah, but it's easy now because loads of videos got taken off. So Stan, Stan's done it the easy way. He didn't complete. You seem to know an awful lot about this, Steve. We had we had three videos <laughs> taken I'm, off. I'm a, of I'm a single twenty-seven-year-old man, Fergus. What can I say? We uploaded um, three videos to Pornhub. Two podcasts that Andy and I were in, and then a video, a sexy video of me brushing my teeth. <laughs> fully clothed uh and that believe it or not that was taken off Pornhub, and and my career has just gone down since then so uh um yeah chelsea? so chelsea city uh united and liverpool i think the top four i'm surprised by how many people are not picking like an outside top four like like a lester or a villa or something like that but i, I, I feel like villa I, I bet to do that but but i'm surprised we, we've got I about think, I think villa, villa are a good outsider normality. it's gonna it's gonna yeah, snap it, it kind of is at this point bottom three bottom three i think watford norwich and southampton not in that order but i don't i yeah, think no I we think don't have South, to do order southampton are really gonna really going to struggle. I don't think Watford have invested enough. Um, and, and yeah, Norwich are just Norwich. Yeah. Arsenal uh, final position, somewhere between 5th and See, 17th, it looks like. I, I was going to say 7th. I would love us to finish top 6, but I just I just think, I just have a feeling that we'll just miss out. I, and, and I mean, my answer could change in two weeks, but as of now, I think we'll, we'll just miss out. I think we'll get 7th. But I, I, I think seventh to fourth will be congested. Yeah, kind of like it was over the last. I mean, you know, eighth to, yeah. to fourth. I mean, was look, la- last season was crazy. Six points off a of top four, but still finishing eighth. You know, nobody moved. Nobody moved in the table apart apart from Liverpool. But when yeah. we dropped points, West Ham dropped points, Leicester dropped points, and and so forth. It was crazy, crazy last year. And and I and I don't think it'll be much different this season as well. So, Steve Fergus, pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have now crossed over into hour 14 of 24. And uh, I don't know about you, Mikey, but uh, but I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I did I'm make a... Shocked. Oh, for, okay. Fergus is gone. So I guess, Steve, now I got I to gotta kick you out now. All right, bud. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I did. I did make my first uh, technical error of, of of the podcast, which was uh, we were running a a replay of a really cool podcast we did called the Podlywed Game. Uh, when we do Podlywed Part Two, you guys are going to be brought on as a as a couple. Uh, it was Andy and I from the Gunners Podcast, uh, Arse Blog and Gunner Blog from the Arsecast Extra, and uh, a, a a group we probably won't be able to get on together again. Amanda and Sophie. Uh, from the Highbury squad. It was filmed about a year or so ago, and it was run like, uh, I think over in England, it's called Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, here, it was called the Newlywed Game. Really fun and entertaining, and it was about an hour long, 45 minutes through. I hit the wrong button on my computer and completely terminated it, and I wouldn't have been able to pick it back up where I left off. I would have started over. So, um, so uh, my bad. Uh, I never said I was perfect. Everyone around me knows that, but uh, but now... We've got the live content back, Mikey. Have you? Did you? Uh, did you get some rest? I, I noticed you got a different background. You said you had to vacate the bedroom. Uh, so I did. Uh, I, I, truth be told, dude, I tried going to sleep. I tossed and turned. I couldn't. So uh, I feel like death right now. I don't know how you do it. So it's over here, midnight where I live. So uh, yeah, ready to put in another two hours well, well, before. Let, let's let's give some perspective. Uh, it's three a.m. where I live, but I woke up at eleven thirty this morning. 
um, after not a great night of sleep, but but you know, I, I did sleep in this morning. So it's midnight where you are, but when did you get up this morning? You're up at like 4 a.m. Uh, 2.30 in the morning. So you're almost at 24 hours, right? I'm o- I'm almost awake at uh, 24 hours, yeah. So yeah, do I'm this. at 16 hours of being awake, and that, and uh, although yeah. although um, 14 of those have been spent talking, so that's a little <laughs> that's a little different. But uh, so so welcome back, Mikey. Uh, uh, I love having you back by my side. That sounded really really weird, Max. And, and better Sonny, than on top, t- I guess. Tell tell us why you're here. Um, I'm guessing it's it's because I asked you. Uh, but, uh, but, but what you have in common is, is a, a show, you know, we talked about to, to Fergus about, um, there's a ton of podcasts out there. Many of them are very widely known because they put in the grind, they put in the grind, they put in the graft, uh, they do hard work. They put out regular content, good content, interesting content. And then there's kind of the leisurely, we pod when we can, when we want to, uh, hobby type of podcast, and a lot of those podcasts are criminally underwatched. Fergus's is great content. I'll, I'll put us in that category, not another podcast, Arsenal podcast. I mean, you know, but I understand why because you really attach to something that's on a regular daily basis. Your podcast is uh, what I like is unique content, <laughs> and um, and I think that's a way to describe Ars Bros. Uh, but I want to hear kind of the what is the the, the show theme and uh, you know w- w- let's go to inside the podcaster studio again what what is the uh the 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 what, what's the word the 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 theme or the the mission of your podcast max firstly to say the word cunt as much as we can in any one hour <laughs> seating that that seems to be I the take long. Uh, by, by the way i do have i do have There's to a reason why we banned off twitter and i think you've just heard it our, our next our next guest is in the chat right now and it's a great great story it is a it's a it's a wonderful story he hasn't listened to our podcast a ton i just want to let him know this is not the normal content this is just this is an hour with a, with with a, with a guy who's it's five o'clock local in the afternoon where he is and and he's been locked down and and, and, and drinking all day so uh so john don't get scared away uh this is not our normal content and i hope that that max is not uh the other max uh your 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 friend's son max is is not in the room but um but in any case i'm looking forward to our chat in less than an hour uh with that in mind max uh, so basically we we set out to swear as much as what we possibly could um we set out to get as drunk as what we possibly could especially season one especially before we bought on uh mike and and Manny, who we all met actually on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. So Fergus brought us all together on Guns and Yellow Ribbons four, four years ago, four seasons ago. That's where we all met. Um, and then Toby and I, my brother and I, who were, who were very uh, opposite personalities. So you've got the introvert and the extrovert. Um, you know, we would spend three hours, four hours, sometimes after a game on the phone to each other, talking about the game, analyzing the game like pundits. And so we decided to put together a podcast. And then, like I said, we we absorbed Mike and we absorbed Manny and we absorbed Brian for those Absor- of you who absorbed Manny. Basically, we absorbed these like just horrible personalities of people, or five really horrible personalities into a room and combined an environment with no rules. No, no preset agenda to what we were doing. No rules. Nothing that you couldn't say. Nothing that you couldn't do. 
And um, we ended up finding a, a family within a, within a family, I guess. That's why we keep doing it because we're not massive. You know, we probably sit around, we might get 500, you know, 500 listens and a couple of hundred watches or something like that. But for us, it was always more about having this expansive family of people from all edges of the earth. And you got people in Australia, you got people in America, you had six and London. I ended up, uh, me and Darren, who's the, the Delhi Goon who had the Arsenal India podcast, ended up meeting and then we did a show together and we're now great mates. So I, I guess that's like when people, they often say when you say that you do a podcast, oh, do you make money? I'm like, no, it costs us money. Yeah. And they say, oh, why, <laughs> why do you do it? And it's because we could pretty much all, any of us in this little Arsenal podcast community where we've all been on each other's podcast, you know, we're great friends with Dan Potts and and guys, like we can pretty much go to any city in the world and put out a tweet and find someone who knows someone within our little Arsenal community. So, you know, Ask Bros, I guess we're the, uh, we call ourselves the degenerates, the group of degenerates. And uh, if you're into just degenerate conversations, but I, I, I will also say this, in between all the degeneracy, I think where I've listened to other podcasts who that's the only thing they're all about is the degeneracy. We are all about the degeneracy, but we're also all very, very big Arsenal fans, very tactically minded. You know, we, we go into these deep conversations about football and about tactics and about strategy and then somehow end up talking about how massive Socrates' cock is. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you can intersperse that with the degeneracy, as you say, uh, with, uh, I mean, but isn't that really just Arsenal knowledge? It's just inside Arsenal knowledge well, when you talk about it. his cock is. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I we had Charles uh, Chris Wheatley on earlier today, and he said nothing about that. Um, so you've just proven yourself. Uh, sorry, Chris, but these guys are have more inside knowledge than he does. Um, you know, uh, it's just on the wrong stuff, I would say. So, so y- you called Ryan a degenerate. I, I've I've met Ryan a handful of times. He seems like like he he's. He's persuaded into being a degenerate, though. I mean, he easily, uh, easily led our friend. Easily Ryan. led. Very easily led. Not a ringleader per se of the degeneracy, but uh, you know, he, he can he can swing either way. I guess you could say uh, when it comes to the degeneracy situation. He, he can swing either way. Personal life. <laughs> well, if he ever decides against Megan, uh, uh, you know, uh, she's welcome. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> That, that's that that statement can't end well considering I've 26 year marriage and two kids. Um, Mikey, uh, you're gonna check out the uh, have you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Have you checked out Arsbros yet? Yes, you, actually, I have. Yeah, you, for the most does part. Your, does your family like, like, I know you conceived one of your your, your son to our <laughs> podcast, of course, um, of course, you told us that, but um. Will you listen? Will you let your family listen to the degeneracy? Oh, absolutely not. No, this is like when I listen to Ars Bros. It's it's, it's kind of like watching porn, right? Like I do it like you I kid in, in like not a lot of people it, know about it. Up to his like, ear. Headphones, like it's it's one of those situations. But no, actually, I have I have chimed in in the, in the live chat before. They they have another gentleman on that is very uh, gentleman. An, a gentleman, probably one eighty right there, right. There's another gentleman on that that's on a lot. I'm forgetting his name, but he's he's fairly uh, hardcore, judgmental of the club. Like he, you could feel like 
it's coming from a good place, but man, he's he's Is frustrated. That, brother, Max? that, that, that could be, only be money. There you go. Money all way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you could tell he's he's frustrated as hell as how how like the club has been ran, but yeah, I chime in a lot. Um, I don't often get to comment because it's most of the time during work and I'm driving around, but yeah, they pop up where times in the very very rare times when Ryan pops up, he makes sure to let me know, so I always tune in when he's on. Nice. Um, now, Max, you 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 joined us for the first time uh, some months ago. I, am I correct in remembering that your waters your waters wife broke? Uh, your your wife's water broke while you were on our podcast, or that, or, or it was a false alarm, or something like that. It was a it was a it was a false labor. But at the time of being on the podcast, we weren't aware that it was a false labor. I was on the podcast, regardless of the idea that the labor was happening. I mean, that is that. I mean, that's dedication. I, I've had people cancel on us because they broke a nail, and and you remained on our podcast despite believing that your baby was likely to be born in your home while we were podcasting live, which was really what I was hoping for. Um, Cause we, we do like unique content and, and for things. We could have done like a that. real Simba moment, you know, like now, held it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how old is the baby now? Uh, five, five months. She is now. Time flies. Yeah. Walking teeth, healthy, all that stuff. Yeah. Just podcasting just- yet. Just doing baby stuff, mate. Just being a baby. But there's already like that qualifies and, that qualifies them to have a podcast. Yeah. And Mike, Mike knows this because obviously Mike knows me and my brother, but you know, at the core of our family unit, right, is a, a core of real cantankerous, disagreeable people. And mm-hmm. she's already at five months showing a lot of signs of being very, very disagreeable. You know what a first word's gonna be, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how he just resigns himself to the fact that now I I want to I want to make Max feel at home, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna match him hat you look for like hat a train here. driver, tit for tat, hat for hat. Um, <laughs> except when I wear this, I start sweating because it's it's hot. It's very hot in this room. So Scunny, and I just realized we've got three mics and a Max in here. This is this is very inconvenient for Max when he has to identify which mic he's talking about, but. Um, Scunny well, Herz. He's got, got words for me anyway. So you can go Scunny Herz and, and, and Magic if you want. But um, so, Scunny, we've, we've talked after games a lot of the time. Uh, you've been on with us, uh, open mic and, and, and at other times. And, and uh, other than people in a group chat claiming we're spending 100 million pounds on players this summer, what, what have you made of Arsenal's transfer activity? Let's, let's bring this back to, to kind of the fact that we're two days away from the beginning of the season and, uh, and we have to make something of this. Oh, uh, is it an abject failure? Is it is it a work in progress? What, what what's the summary? I, I don't know. I think with it with them being quite young, youngish signings like Lacoste, Le, I, I don't even know his name. Sambi, I think his name is, isn't it? Sambi Lacoste. Yeah, Lacoste. That's it. So it's quite early still for me. Um, and Tavares, I think they're going to be quite good young signings. Uh, ben White. I, I I don't understand the. Signing of Ben White, you know, we had the third best defensive in the league, uh, third best, uh, third best defense in the league uh, last year. So I, I couldn't really get why we spent fifty million on Ben White. Did um, the defense pass the eye test for you, though? I mean, third best statistically fine, but like, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe we allowed the third least goals, but half of the goals we allowed were just like clown show Benny Hill moments. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I honestly get it. But I don't, I don't, feel like I don't understand. I still don't understand spending fifty million on a on a player when really we have no goal scoring players. Well, it, but that but was it, my issue. That's what I was getting at before you went. That, yeah, that that's the thing. It's not Ben. It's not Ben White in isolation. It's Ben White to the exclusion, presumably, of other people that are that are bigger priorities. But yeah, yeah, I just thought there was fifty million probably better spent elsewhere. Uh, that that's that's my sort of understand. That's my issue on that one. But you know, he he looks pretty good. I've I've watched him in preseason. He looks after. He looks decent enough, but. I still think there's, you know, as we're going on about the clown issues in defence, there's still plenty of it that's going on. And it's not Ben White. So at least we don't have the guy that looks like a clown anymore, literally, like in David Luiz. I mean, you know, whether he, no one could argue he wasn't, you know, at least somewhat good for the team, but um, we need to get, you know, say goodbye to the clowns. Uh, despite a pretty shady and shitty preseason, I mean, Arsenal did win five Premier League games on the trot uh, at the end of last season to vault up the table into eighth. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that we're no better than eighth. I mean, we've got Sophie saying 10th, uh, Danny, the GFP saying eighth. Most people are saying six, but you know, we, we cleaned out the scum and the rats from the dressing room in January and instantly saw an improvement in this club. Now, if we're guilty of not changing things enough over the summer, then the premise should be, well, yes, other teams have gotten stronger. Well, maybe we haven't, but I don't see how we revert to eighth when we had the second best form. And I mean, it does make a difference to me when thinking about this season that we were 15th on Boxing Day and second in the league from Boxing Day on. I understand that being, you know, that and and, and five quid and you could buy a donor. Uh, but it, it's, it, it still is a trend that I think is, you know, the, either the players bought in or the the I mean it wasn't beautiful football, but it wasn't flat. It wasn't completely flat track either. Uh, so I think you know if that can just continue, then I mean maybe we're not a top four side, but how could we how could we be eighth unless we really think all the other teams picked up that much pace? So Max, uh, football related question, mm. uh, and 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 I guess th- this will be your our preview to your answer of top four, bottom three, and and Arsenal's position, but. Um, is eighth our, our floor this season? And it's just about so whether got, we can do better I've than got, that? Or is it our so ceiling? I've got sixth. I've got sixth in my head is a highly successful season. I think we'll come seventh. I don't think we'll make the top sixth. Um, you know, it's not like everyone, when they look at these things, and I mean, I took to poking fun at people on Twitter a lot throughout this. Um, throughout this until, until you were no longer allowed. Yeah, yeah, throughout this transfer window. I've taken a poking fun at people a lot because I've, I find it amazing that everyone thinks that Arsenal is the only team who are doing business. Everyone else is doing business as well. So if we're shifting forward, if we're, we're moving the metre forward, then everyone around us is moving the metre forward as well. You know, you've got a Chelsea who are going to have a better manager, are going to be doing more. You've got, you know, every team essentially going out and buying people in the same vein that we are and. You know, someone put up the other day our best 11 and our best 11 was give or take our best 11 from last season. So in my opinion, we really haven't moved forward in any great manner. 
Um, I think when we cleared the deadwood out, we got a little bit of a, a, a bump last year and we started to look better and then we we reverted back to kind. And I also think that the season itself, when you remove fans and you remove that energy and you remove everything that home and away has that it, it, it brings to the league and it brings to teams and it brings results, I kind of feel like crowds coming back this year, we're going to see a bit of a return, a return to form as far as not seeing these outside teams kind of do as well as what they had done in the past. Uh, right now I'm looking at the team sheet and I'm looking at, you know, a replacement left back. I'm not really that excited about Tavares. Do I think he's a decent player? I think he's a decent you can't, player. Max, of all people, you can't call him Tavares when his when the pronunciation of his name is too vag. I mean, <laughs> it, I can't I can't let you not use vag in the pronunciation of his last name. I mean that Yeah. Definitely. Um, you don't see – I mean, I, I think I've just done you a favor. Yeah. Uh, you, you've just done it for the season there. Yeah. Pretty much, that, yeah. Any chance of getting back on Twitter now is lost. <laughs> you know, so basically I'm looking at this squad, Mike, Mike, and Mike, triple Mike. <laughs> I'm looking Three at Mike's squad, the baby. And I'm not seeing a huge amount of improvement. And then here's the, here's the kicker, <laughs> right? Here's the thing I really struggle with, Mike, Mike, and Mike. Right? <laughs> oh, no. The same guy who was playing the same boring as batshit football with the same excuses last year, right? And the same way that we, you know, I saw a really great um, tactical podcast and it was called The Arsenal Donut. And it was just about us moving the ball around in this circle in this donut. It was literally everything that we'd spoken about. On Aspros for the entire season, all of our sure frustration. It was a fake, fake Arsenal podcast. Yeah, with maybe. the donor. Um, but basically, you know, as long as Arteta's there, and I said this at the start of, I said this to, to Mike a few weeks ago. My hashtag for the entire year is going to be "Prove me wrong, Mikel." That's going to be my hashtag. Prove me wrong because I don't think you're very good. I don't think that you play a modern style of football. When I look at the way that. Other teams are playing more of a power game, moving the ball faster, progressing the ball quickly from back to front. And I watch Arsenal with this ponderous possession-based Pep Guardiola two seasons ago. Pep Guardiola, you know, a previous iteration of Pep Guardiola. That's what I see Arteta is playing. Pep so Guardiola me, when he was managing Barcelona B. Like, basically. Because like, that's the talent level that he has uh, at the moment. Well, that's the yeah. issue that I've had, and this is what I was. This is what I've been saying to a few people who I know, is that Mikel Arteta is playing exactly the same as what Pep Guardiola was doing a couple of seasons ago. The problem is we haven't got those type of players that Pep Guardiola has. We don't have a and single one of those types. Exactly, of and this is the big They're thing. Worst like, there's a lot of best player at this point. Well, maybe not Saka. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of heat on Leno at the minute and about him not being good with his feet and, you know, and a few other things. And it's like, well, he's not used to playing with his feet. Well, why keep trying to force this style on Leno, for example, of playing with his feet when he's not doing that? Well, yeah, that's a great picture. Bird Leno. Bird Leno. Yeah, but, I mean, Mike, and, yeah, but Mike, no, I'm just saying, why still... keep forcing it? Play to the strengths of the players that you've got. And he's not doing that. He's sort of forcibly doing this Pep Guardiola-esque tactics that is just not working. Scunny, if if Leno is bad with his feet, then what was Czech? Oh, he was terrible. Like that, that's, you know, and that's Czech would have been better with two amputated legs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm just, I'm just saying it's like at what, at what point does that excuse cease to exist? It was like play Leno because Czech is bad. Oh, now Leno's not good. I'll go get. Well, no, this is what I'm saying. It's like he's getting a lot of the Emmy Martin as lovers more fuel. I'm just using Leno as an example because I've seen all the stick that he gets on Facebook, on Twitter, and everything. You know, he's probably the an most easy, he's an easy target at the minute. He's in goal. Do you know why goalkeepers are easy targets, Mike? Because everyone else on the pitch, there's a great statistic. It's like for a goal to be scored, three people on the pitch have to have made a mistake from front to back. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's always the guy in goal who seems to cop the flack, or it's always the guy, you know, not the guy who didn't press up the top of the pitch, not the guy who didn't do his job, not the guy who didn't pinch, not the nine players who didn't all get to the right spot, get to position A, block off position B, stop the transition, not the person who didn't play the right pass, played the low percentage pass into the block, or Arsenal for the entire of last season, who just whipped pointless fucking balls into the box with no idea of what they were doing and no fucking target man. Also, it could just be headed out and then we could be transitioned and too advanced up the pitch. So it's like the, the, the narrative that it is, and this is why I come back to the Arteta thing, the narrative that it's always players, it's not fucking FIFA, right? You don't just go out and say, I'm going to go sign an 88 and an 86 and he's got 92 pace because you know what you end up with? Fucking Andros Townsend. And no one wants fucking Andros Townsend in shit. <laughs> you end up with Aaron fucking Lennon in your team, in your FIFA team. He's shit. Fucking Mr. Air swung for England to go out to Portugal. Don't forget that. I haven't forgotten about that. Aaron Lennon, even if everyone else has. Right? But that's what you end up with. And that's why I keep coming back to it. Right? There are so many iterations. There are so many teams in the Premier League who do not have the players who would give their left nut for some of the players who are in this Arsenal team, and yet they are better coached and better run and had a better chance, like, you know, and have finished above us and have pushed us further and further down the table. So I keep coming back to it. I'm like, hashtag prove me wrong, Mikel. I think you've got enough there physically to go and get it done. There's enough players there with your ESRs, with your Sackers, with your Tierneys. I think Callan Chambers is a cracking player. I think Hector Bayering could prove a few people wrong this year. Full season, no injury, full preseason. If he hangs around, is it possible? Yes, there's some fucking deadwood there. But go and play with the team that you've got, Mikel. He can't play another season saying, oh, I don't have the fucking 50 million player, 50 million pound player that I think I need to play in a very specific way. You're a fucking coach. You go and win the games regardless. Cunt. You had to finish that. Well, I was going to say this is the reason. This is the reason why I don't get the. You know, there's, there's another thing as well with Gwen Doozy. You know, there was a lot of talk about him being such a hard guy. You know, such a stubborn kid. Um, but that's what I mean. You, you know, if he was any sort of coach, you'd coach that out of him and work with him and move him forward because he was. It was looking like a cracking young player. So, um, I just. By the way, I, personally, I, uh, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm the same as Max. Um, I said I was going to nick that hashtag off him and prove me wrong, Mikel, and I'm going to use the same thing this year. I'm, I'm going to prove me wrong, Granite. Mm. Uh, yeah. By the way, and, Mike, and... Mike's going to... People, it's got, things in Scunthorpe are so tough right now, you cannot afford a torso. Uh, it's just a disembodied <laughs> head sitting on a table. Uh, well, how do you know what's going on in Scully? I, I, You know, well, I'm just basing it on the fact that, that, that you don't appear to have a torso. Um, oh, I, I'm, I, I, my seat's dropped, and I, and I can't be bothered to stand up and put it back up. Well, you know, look, I mean, I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting concerned texts from, uh, from Denmark, from Turkey, 
uh, from worldwide, like, like you know, is he okay? Is, oh, is the blood still flowing? Because it's just a, it's like a bowling ball sitting on top of a table that we're talking to, but, um, but a very oh, attractive one yeah. nonetheless. So sorry, I, uh, I just yeah, wanted. Yeah, to yeah, sorry, the... my chair's dropped, and that's why I'm so. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. He's bored and neck. I just sort of slouched. <laughs> what? I said you've purchased a neck. You still can't afford a torso, but now at least you've got a neck. <laughs> yeah, I've got a neck. Yeah. Way to go. You've purchased a neck. Good for you. <laughs> um, so I got nothing. Uh, Mikey, <laughs> pick pick me up, man. That's why that, 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 that's why you're here. Um, no, uh, it, it's the prove me wrong thing. You, you do want to be proven wrong, though, right? I mean, you're not Max the type, the type of guy who – I mean, there right. are some people that have stuck their neck out very early. They're very thin, pencil pencil neck uh, that have would rather, I think, at this point, because it's better for business, be proven right uh, about Arteta being the wrong person than to end up being proven wrong. Um, it seems like you probably would love to be proven nothing more than to be proven wrong. And I, and I think Sophie uh, from the Highbury Squad's really kind of the same way. Very, very, very strong in her opinions uh, about Arteta not being the right person, but more than willing and hoping to be proven wrong. There's a Mike, difference. I think if, if you're going to be on any form of platform, you're going to be doing any form of punditry. I mean, which I guess is, you know, we, we laugh about it, we joke about it, but that's what we do as podcasters. We come online and we produce content and we give opinions, right? That opinion can change. My opinion on Granite Jacker has changed two or three times over last season, you know, where I've said, He's absolutely shit. And then I've said, oh, I can see his value. And then I've said, he's absolutely shit again. And then towards the end of last season, I kind of centralized my opinions on him. And I said, he's not world-class and he's not shit. He's a 7 out of 10 player who produces a lot of 7 out of 10 football and is capable of a 5 out of 10, 3 out of 10 times and is capable of a 9 out of 10 once every 20. So does that not mean... At, not at the left-back position, though, as long as he's not at the left-back. So the, the, left I, the idea, like, you know, the, the prove-me-wrong Arteta thing, it flows into our players as well. Hector Bellerin, right? I spent the entire last season saying, go, 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 go. I'm done with you. I think you're done. I think you're done. I think you're done. If you trace me back to a season before that, I was one of the people who was saying, oh, Hector on his day is one of the best right-backs in the competition. So your opinion can change. Your opinion is allowed to mold. I think this thing where people nail their colours to the mast... Yeah, and, then complete, and then completely refused to be proven wrong. Or comp- so I said on Aubameyang, and Mike will back me up here, for almost every week until the FA Cup final, I said, do not give him that contract. Do well, not we give him that contract. That. It's bad business. It's bad business. We're going down the same track we've been before. He's 31. And then he goes and does what he does in the end of that FA Cup run in the FA Cup final. And Manny, top corner Mike, let's call him Mike 2, for the sake of the three mics in the room. Um, you know, saying Manny was like an impassioned, you know, on ask. Even Manny, who is the hardest to change his opinion, at the end of that, the two of us sat in a podcast, granted fairly drunk, and said, well, he may have just earned, he may have just earned that contract. If you were going to earn that contract in any way, you earn that contract by almost single-handedly dragging your team into an FA Cup final and then going and scoring the goals in the FA Cup final. Do I look at that now and, and look back on it and say, I really wish I, I had a stuck to my guns and said, no, don't give him the contract? No, because we're football fans and we're passionate and yeah. we can change our mind and we can be fleeting. And I think that if you are 
making opinions and you are so worried about being right rather than being rather than it being about the greatness of your football club, then you're watching football and you're following a football club for the complete wrong reasons. Prove yeah. me wrong. Prove me wrong, Mikel. Make me eat my fucking words. And if and when we're in a cha- in the Champions League next year, Mikel Hatet ends up being the guy, I'll be the first guy to stand there and put my hand up and say, I didn't think he was the guy. Well, and well, that's and- what you're asking, to prove you wrong. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a. I don't think you can prove me wrong. It's. I really hope you prove me wrong. And and you know, Mike and I just two and a half hours ago were were accused of being of fence sitters and 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 we are. Uh, but I think the reason <laughs> I, I don't want to speak for you, Mike, but it, it's just because a I, I'm very I, I don't believe that I know enough about tactical football. I don't have the nous. I gotta be careful because my whole house is sleeping right now. But I don't. I don't. I don't there's no reason why my opinion should mean anything. Uh, when it comes to non-footballing things, I could be very opinionated and come out very strongly as with Granite Xhaka, um, and, you know, where my opinion is not going to change on that. Uh, but it's not because of his football at all. It's because of everything other than his football. But um, you, you just, I mean, you should go with what you're feeling at the moment. You can't, what I, what I said or felt eight months ago, I would expect and hope that that would change. Uh, and and I'm not trying to still fit the narrative to my to my opinion. The uh, the narrative should be fit to what's happening, not to the opinion that I stuck my stake into the ground and said. But Mikey, I mean, what do you feel is the the background of? I, I mean, we we were saying this because um, who was it? Jared? Uh, not Jared. Uh, Kelly. Kelly comes out with either a all in or all out type of opinion uh, a lot of the times, and we're just not like that. But I mean it. What's your rationale? Why are you so wishy-washy, like me? <laughs> I think the hopes—the hope—is what gets me over the line. So to say, so I'm generally a more optimistic person. Like I, I do look the club. I see how the team is set up. I see how they play, and and yeah, sometimes I'm like, "Fuck, that was bad," right? And but I often do look at exterior things where I'm kind of like. We didn't get the rub of the green, so to say, right? Like I know that we 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 look at certain situations like last last season and we look at like the Leeds game. That was you know, we had like the Pep incident, the the VAR decision with David Luis and stuff like that, and stuff like that like drives me absolutely insane, right? So I kind of look at that like a little bit more of luck. We would have made top four because we were like six points off and the perspective would have been greatly different because I think people are more result driven. So we make top four and automatically, you know, it looks dramatically different. Right. But on the same side, I kind of look at it kind of like similar to what you said, Mike was a second half of the season by adding an attacking midfielder and Smith role finally being healthy. He came in, took the, took Arsenal by storm. So to say, right. Had a great uh, breakout season and so on and so forth. I, I just kind of honestly believe that the, the team, if they remain fairly healthy this season, I just don't see as regressing as all. Like I, I look at Sambi as a great addition. So automatically our midfield looks to me, looks in a better position than it was last year. Now I'm not saying that I'm like happy with the transfer window as it is, but I'm one of those people that I'm still kind of convinced that there's going to be more additions. And I'm not talking about Ramsdale. I'm talking about 
I really truly believe there's going to be one, if not two midfielders, be it one might be an attacking midfielder and one might be a central midfielder. So I, I truly believe that there's going to be another midfielder coming in. That's what I'm pinning my hopes on right now. But just looking at the squad and what we have currently, what's going on, I, I just kind of look at it like we're, we have a Smith role from the beginning of the season. Martinelli that I'm convinced is going to get more minutes um, over William this this season. Saka, who is booming. Pepe, that's coming into form. So I just I kind of look at it and pin it and say I, there's no way that Lacazette and Aubameyang are not going to get more chances. More chances normally equals more goals, depending on the situations that are brought up. You know, a healthy tyranny. A, we finally got a, a specific backup for, for Tierney. So as of right now, I'm like looking at the squad and saying it's very, very gradual, but the squad is better than it was last season. So I think, the, um, I think like though, the problem is that the Premier League moves so fast. And because absolutely. Everyone, everyone else is moving their dial along faster mm-hmm. and faster and faster, and we're still fucking around in the bargain bin. When it's like it's like Ferris Bueller said. Like, life moves quickly. If but, you, but Max, if can I ask you though? Because you 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 said uh, shopping around the bargain bin. So can, can, like, let me let me pick your head and what is your perspective on this? Because like, I'm seeing a lot. Like, I, look, I I I I never get on any pod and say I know exactly what this player is because I look quite frankly, dude, I don't watch a lot of other uh, teams. I watch teams when they pay the Arsenal. That that's what I do because I, I spend time watching other leagues. To be honest with you, so when Arsenal plays, that's when I when I pinpoint certain players. But like Ben White, I I didn't have a really educated decision on him, right? I simply I'm more of a play uh, type of fan that's like we're gonna sign this guy. Hope he does well. So Ben White comes in for fifty mil, which you know it's third. Is it the second highest for for us? No, first first highest defender. Sorry, I was thinking about Saliba as our as our third highest defender. As, as far as fee, I don't look at that as a bargain a bargain bin type of buy. That was a very specific player that that the club chased for a long time. That reports came out from his age and said, Brighton from the get said, 50 or fuck off. Tried, tried months, like multiple, I think it was like six meetings total. They bent at the will. It wasn't shopping for bargain. It was a player that they wanted specifically and they match the price, and so, and then everybody kind of reacted like, "Holy shit! I can't. We can't spend fifty million on this guy." Now, granted, I feel like a lot of people are looking at that and saying, "We spent fifty million on this on this um, center defender," so that must mean we have no more money for a center midfielder. I think that's kind of like the perspective. So that's where I'm coming from, where I'm kind of like really hell bent that I don't want to have a. A over-the-top opinion on this on the transfer window yet because it, we could just be made to be like fools right but if you're we're qualifying just manchester city and chelsea look i don't pretend that we're even close to them and i and i know that that drives some certain people crazy like we spoke about manny i know manny does, doesn't want to hear that manny kind of like we should be competing with them i just don't see how we could compete with them i i think arsenal are playing a very long-term game where they have to build very gradually. And and this is what we're going to have to do. We are taking baby steps into becoming what I'm going to say what Liverpool was doing two, three years ago. And if, you, if you're looking at the overall youth in our squad. That Liverpool sold key assets that well, they had for maximum dollars. They got rid of like Dominic fucking Solanke. 
yeah. for like thirty million pounds plus add-ons for anyone who ever got rid of him. And then they reinvested that money wisely and they went out and identified one of the top managers in the world who Arsenal had always also identified and then walked away from after the whole City FA Cup final. So I, I just, I understand that when you, you know, like in, in business and within where I work, you, you end up in a lot of rooms with people who use a lot of big strategic words. And because they use a lot of big strategic words and they talk about plans it sounds like they know what they're talking about, but a lot of it, it's just removing decision-making, immediate decision-making that is required for growth. So when I hear long-term plan at Arsenal, I start thinking, why the fuck is the Arsenal putting in a five-year plan where that five-year plan started two years ago or three years ago, and now we're saying we're at stage one of the five-year plan? So I would argue that. When you're looking at an entire squad, when I talk about bargain basement, yeah, yeah, if you're talking about us getting into the top four, getting back into the top four, go through every single team who's ahead of us, and pound for pound, if you look at all of their teams, all of their transfers, everything they're doing, what they're doing is they're identifying who they want, and they're going out and they're getting them. And it's spread across the entire team. We're currently looking at... Well, I'm currently looking at a handful of guys who have come from lower leagues a load of really young kids who even though we've spent money on them, you could argue that they're completely unproven in the Premier League. Whereas when you look at top, top teams, top squads, what they've done, look at the cities, when you look at the Chelsea's, they go and get top players who are Premier League proven who they know are going to take no time to bet in. Just go get them and go put them in. They're already there and they're already done. So the, these, are the, these are the sorts of things and sorts of concepts I don't understand. I don't like the idea... And I'll put this I'll put this to you, Mike, too. Yeah. If we are doing this five-year plan, no fucking Arsenal fan out there should be pissed off if we finish seventh. In fact, finishing sixth, if we've got a five-year plan in, should be lauded. It should be celebrated because we're doing it on less money over more time and we're building something. So everyone needs to stop fucking talking like we're somehow going to end up being the Arsenal of, of, of yonder year bringing in, you know, Manuel Petit's and Patrick Vieira's and Gilberto Silva's and bringing in all these... Because the, the Premier League has changed as... The, the world football has changed so much now as well that you can't really go and cherry-pick, like, diamonds out of leagues. You've got to do what we're doing with Longaka. Longaka? Longaka. Oh, Sammy, Longaka. yeah. So, and, you, and you've got to go find someone. And what we're doing is we are hoping he's going to be the guy. Mike, I fucking guarantee you we play Party and, Ch- and Shaka seven out of ten games this year. I fucking guarantee you of that. Yeah, I could see I could see that happening for sure. Um, Sammy is still very young, and, and I, I don't know. I, look, he, he looks great. I don't know how he's going to develop, but I'm, I, I got high hopes. But... Max, I guess where I'm in, and is, and this is, and this is going to be very like upsetting because I understand there's fans that, similar to me, kind of got into those like late '90s, early 2000s, and we're so used to seeing Arsenal at the top of the picking order, where we're kind of used to. I, I think the mentality is still we're Arsenal fucking football club, and I think football has evolved so much that we're we're no longer that top dog. So for us to win the league again, in my eyes, we, we require like a miracle league, like zero injuries and everything goes perfect for us. Like, you know, like Liverpool won the league and had like zero injuries. And then the next season they got royally fucked by injuries. Like 
two, three key players and like everything went to hell. Right. Where, and, and like, and, and just to add like perspective and I kind of like, I understand where the frustration comes from, but let's be honest. If Arsenal qualified last season with the to Europa league with a Leno header at a last minute at a random fucking game, there'd be plenty of fans right now saying we got fucking lucky. So that, that's how, that's how Liverpool qualified for Champions League. It, by 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 Allison scoring some a, a wild header and they, they managed to get in there. So uh, look, so to, to kind of and and this isn't even a question of me defending the manager. By the way, this is just for sake of com- com- um, conversation of how you see the team evolving. Scunny, if you want to get into this, uh, feel free. If not, Max, you can continue on. Was I asked this question a few hours ago where I said. Arsenal Football Club, after this transfer window, if you're looking at the contracts and the bad, bad eggs that are gone from this club, the overall youth of this of this team, and if you're looking at, you know, we got like top quality 20 to 24-year-olds, this team now is a more appealing job for a better manager. Would you agree with that? Uh, at this moment for me, no. Uh, I don't think it is right now. I think the issue that we've massively got is we have got a lot of what we'd say dead wood on the books at the moment in them high wages. And I think this is the issue that we're having at the moment. And you've got to look at this in the transfer window this season, which which I think is going to be what we say a very disappointing transfer window in some respect. Yes, we've got Ben White for 50 million. I don't, unless we sell another couple of players like Joe Willock, you know, on uh, 25 to 30 million, whatever he's going for to Newcastle. Um, if we get lucky with someone with Eddie and Ketia for 20, 25 million, you're not going to see much coming in either because we've got so much high wages and you've got to look at the size of the squad that we've got as well in that, you know, we've still got the likes of, you know, Hector Bellerin, I think he's on some slight, say for argument's sake, 110, 120 grand a week. We've still got... Um, Kalasniak, who's on roughly the same sort of money that um, we just sorry. can't see. Hang on, let me just let, let me finish the train of thought uh, that we can't seem to get rid of. And the problem is, no one's willing to pay them type of players those types of wages. And I think that's the issue why we haven't got them or even a chance of getting a half decent manager at the moment because of that reason. Because a half decent manager coming in, for instance, is going to want some kind of transfer he's going to want some transfers um and he's going to want some you know he's obviously going to want some money to bring in his transfers we haven't got that at this moment in time look you at know, the when Allegri we start room. getting rid of these players then maybe we might start look at being more appealing yeah. look uh, at the allegri look at the allegri rumors scunny so allegri was happy to come under the proviso that he had a 300 million pound war chest and that he could sack everyone from the backroom staff and bring in his entire backroom staff. That is the modern top four manager. Yeah, That's yeah. what the top guys want to do. They don't want your team that you built over five years. They don't want mm. your fucking youth. The only thing they're interested in of your youth is how much they can sell them for and then how they can bring in the players that they want for their system because we will never see an Arsene Wenger again. We will never see a Alec Ferguson again. We'll never see figureheads at football clubs like we did in those glory days of the 90s and the early twos. That's never going to happen again. Um, so I don't think it makes us more appealing for a top manager to come in. I think it kind of makes us appealing for 
a manager at Arteta's level to come in. And I mean, I said this last year over and over again. I wonder if we got the manager who's at the level that the club is at right now from board the whole way down. That's why we got Arteta, because we couldn't offer more to get a top seed person. With the, the, the excellent points and with the five minutes we have left in this segment, uh, I have a couple things I want to do. First, Mikey, uh, we're, we're going to you, you've been up for almost 24 hours um, and we're going to we're going to say goodbye to you until hopefully uh, if you're able to join. I don't remember if you're able to join Just us. Go jump in that pool behind you, Mikey, to keep yourself awake, mate. Yeah, yeah it'll but, wake me right up for sure. <laughs> that's pretty nice. But uh, uh, but yeah, Mikey, uh, thanks for coming back and joining us. Um, and, uh, and and hopefully we'll see you a little bit later. Uh, if not, you know you know how I feel about you, my friend. Uh, I love you, and uh, and have a good sleep. Get some rest, right. guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. All right, Max, cheers, buddy. pleasure being on the pod with you guys. Later. Same. Same. So I feel better now because. Now I feel like I'm getting double-ended by two mics. Yeah, it's, it, it, even it's, in my pornography, I find that third dick to be much too much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, taxi all the way, mate. So we got we got a few minutes left. What, uh, uh, in our next segment. what we're gonna do real quick is we're gonna we're gonna get a new up uh, an updated total on the on the the Gunners versus Cancer, and then we're gonna we're gonna have a prize drawing. Uh, the total right now is. Let's bring this up. The total after hour. This is this is hour fourteen. So we're fourteen or hour as we call it now. Hour fourteen out of twenty-four. We are at four thousand five hundred and twenty-seven out of five thousand, um, and uh, and and absolutely getting ready to getting ready to hit that goal. Uh, hopefully, we'll do it in the next next few hours as uh, as as more and more people are waking up. Um, one more prize to draw real quick uh, and then we're going to switch over the um, the the final of two 89 t-shirts uh, from fees tees Stephen Feely down in uh, down in New Orleans makes these t-shirts they're great uh, and I'm gonna send one out to uh, the winner of this next drawing and if I can get my act together here I will find the right page to get to the random picker bear with me for a second and here we go all right the winner of the 89 t-shirt the final 89 t-shirt on offer in this competition let's call it is Nick Canning. Nick Canning, uh, with a very, very generous donation before. Nick has won himself an 89 t-shirt. Truly appreciate that, Nick. Congratulations. And you are still in the draw for future prizes as well. That's an 89 t-shirt from from Fees Tees with uh, the the numbers 89 created with Brian Moore's famous call uh, of the Michael Thomas goal in 1989. Let's let's finish off the hour with your uh, your your top four, your bottom three. Max, I know you said Arsenal seventh in your mind. Um, who's your top four? Uh, so I think it will be City, Chelsea, Man U, Liverpool. Okay, pretty pretty popular top four there, and and uh, in no particular order. Who do you see getting relegated? I think Southampton are going to struggle. I think Palace are going to struggle. 
And I'm going to go with a Brentford yo-yo, straight up, straight down. Brentford yo-yo, well, only one of three going straight up and straight down. And it's it's really the one that you'd think would be the best equipped to make it in the Premier League, in my opinion. And, and a lot of people have said that. So, uh, Scunny, your your top four, bottom three, and and uh, and where, if not in those categories, Arsenal fits in. Uh, well, my top four is going to be I'm going to go City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Okay. Uh, my bottom three, I'm going to say Southampton, Norwich, and Watford. Okay. I think Brentford and uh, Palace will struggle, but I don't I think they. I, I think they'll just one sort of those of, one of those late season. They finally yeah. get the breathing room in the last few weeks uh, with, yeah. with a big six. I think they'll just Watford. make it. Yeah, and Arsenal, uh, I reckon uh, I'm going to say ninth. Ninth, okay. Yeah. Um, I just think yeah, I don't I think think that. I, I didn't, I didn't get to explain too much earlier it. about it, but I just think with the crowds being back in, I think um, like Max, uh, I'm going to play double advocate with Max here because Max was saying like with crowds being in, you don't think you're going to see much of the other teams like West Ham and Leicester and everything push up in Aston Villa, but I think it's just going to, I think it's going to be the opposite way around. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, asks as uh, make sure magic Mike that I win the hybrid Jersey. Again, it is not a hybrid Jersey. It is a commemorative t-shirt from the final game at hybrid. I just want to make that clear. Um, but uh uh, we're going to bring on our next guest. Uh, I can see you, but so give me a, give me a heads up. Are both of you there? Both of you there right now? Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I think we do have that. So, all right. So Max, Scunny, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, where can we find you, uh, either on band social media or on the YouTube channel? Uh, so we are at the ass brothers. I think that's the latest one that hasn't been removed. Yeah. That, that is the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the latest one that hasn't been removed. I love that. Well, we've got to, I've got three ghost accounts now because yeah, I, so I, I can tell by the. I mean, you're, you're a guy who's who's notably suspended from Twitter, but you keep talking about your hashtag for the season. I'm like, are, is there anything you want to tell us? Um, and we're actually we still we're still to work out what we're going to do with this season with Ask Bros. We're having there, a there's a, there's there's a young man listening in right now, so just be careful with how you yeah. finish this off. We um. We're trying to, because last season we had three shows a week. Like you said, you know, we, we really grounded out last season and it sort of, um, it took away from our enjoyment of the football towards the end of the season. We, we actually, all the guys on Ars Bros said it, it really took it out of us to be producing three shows a week. Uh, so we, we're sort of having conversations now about whether we're going to do one show a week or whether we're going to do one show a month and get all five of us on and bring in guests and do a nice big show but we're going to work it out as we get close so to the season one now. one show a week for an hour or one show a month for 12 straight hours is yeah uh, just just who just, would do a 12 straight hour podcast going no hard idea. yeah yeah but it is mike as we've spoken about you know mike mike it is um mike mike and mike I don't think people realize how energy sapping it is to actually produce multiple shows every week and get up for it every week and you know, it's 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 hard graft, and for the guys who do actually manage to get their podcasts out there really big, you know, the reason why they're big is because they've they've really put in the graft. Absolutely, and and, yeah, and you've, I'd, I'd agree with that. You, you you come in and you know, Ars Blog is the man, and 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 it surprises a lot of people, but but it, but it doesn't once you really get involved and you know about it. But Elliot, who kicked off this podcast with us uh, of Arsenal Vision, they put in incredibly hard work. 
But when you see a podcast go from a handful of listeners to thousands of listeners uh, at, you know, at a time, the Highbury Squad and Tom Canton are the best two examples of that. It's because they have just basically said, this is what I'm going to do every single day now. And whether it's for whether it's to build a career and build a portfolio and, and financial or whether it's like with, uh, you know, with 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 Sophie, where where it's just a labor of love and something that because she's in the public relations and media business, she's using as part of her CV. Um, you know, it, it's it's just fantastic. And they put in so much harder work than we do. And that explains the, the difference in numbers for sure. But uh, but yeah, it, it isn't easy. So. Um, Guys, I appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. And uh, and we will be talking more throughout the season. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, definitely. I'm a free agent. So if you want to contact me, the uh, Twitter 